Hello and welcome to Left Back on the Bench podcast. I'm your host for today, Charlie Cullen. With me as always, the Thomas Mueller to my Robert Lewandowski, Lucas Uhatch. Hello, Charlie. Hello, how you doing? I got that the wrong way around, actually, because I realised that you're the... Uh, I'm the Polish you're one. You're the Polish one, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. I'm the, and I'm the one with the shit joke, so I would be, <laughs> I'd be Thomas Mueller in this situation. Yeah. You doing all right? Yeah, really good, really good. I had a bit of a hangover like yesterday. You and me both, mate. Yeah, we went out Saturday. First time I've stepped foot in a pub yeah. in about five, six months, something like that. I know, it's weird, like the first taste of a beer. It's nice, I've missed a pint, but I haven't actually missed like the stinking hangover you get uh, from having a pint. Don't get me started, mate. I just felt like I, it, was, it felt like the first time I... It felt like when I was back at uni. I can't remember the last time I was that rough, like, mm. madness. Uh, did you enjoy the game last night? I did, I did. It was better final than last year. I think probably a bit lower scoring than I thought it'd be, but you, you can't be mad when there was that many chances, to be fair. I think it was a decent amount of chances. Um, to set up, set up what, like what we're talking about, uh, well, first off, this is the first time me and Lucas have recorded in the same room together, which I know. is amazing. I know. it's Finally got around to doing that. After 21 episodes... We finally um, recorded one together yeah. in the same gaff. And we are talking about the final match of the 2019-2020 season that finally came around uh, the Champions League final last night that took place in Portugal between Bayern Munich and Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, really, it was a close game. I think the cl- first half was close. I, it wasn't... I didn't think... They were that cautious. I thought they was going to be quite cautious to begin. I think it started like kind of in a way where like we saw um we saw Bayern pressing hard, like you know we expected Bayern, and I felt PSG PSG at times. I mean, they didn't look like they were completely like back against the wall, but they were like clearly struggling at times to get out of their own half. And when they did get, but when they did get out of their own half, like that front three did like a good bit of business, sort of like. Causing a bit of panic for um, yeah, Bayern they, Munich. They, like, they had their good. They had good chances. Yeah, they did cause havoc. I I did have to admit they did cause havoc to open opening up. But Mbappe, man, he had he had so many chances in that first half where he could have just took the shot instead of trying to lay it off. I know he's trying to be a team player, but in their moments when you're in the penalty box, you just take a shot. You're Mbappe. You are the second most expensive player ever. Take the shot. Listen, you're you're only there. You're only there. Hopefully, he'll be there in the Champions League final again. But he, you're only there once. You need to take your opportunities, yeah. which I didn't feel they did. It's the furthest that PSG have ever come in in, in a final. Oh like, yeah, and it's, it was a ridiculous. I mean, effort. But at the same time, the argument would be the amount of money that PSG costs. They should be getting to finals on like the regular. They should be kind of coming near that. And we talk about. I guess when we look at like that, these two teams and everything like that, so it's still like a relatively um, similar, I guess, ex- as far as like the experience levels. Yeah, you have like your experience on both sides, and then you have your real young, promising talent on both sides as well. Yeah, I, I think f- the Bayern a little Bayern's a little bit more. I think Bayern are younger, Bayern Bayer Munich. Sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I should put in silent. But right, I right. think I think Bayern Munich. If you look at their their team, right, and you think, okay, 
Who was there when they won it in 2013? You had Manuel Neuer was there, David Alaba, Jerome Boateng, uh, Kimmich was, I think he was knocking around the first team at the time. Thomas Muller. Thomas Muller. Who's been there for fucking youngs now. Yeah, he's been there for youngs. So, there's, I think this is what's cool about this buying team, and I've said it before. There is like the veteran buying players still hanging around that team, and even like other guys who would just missed the last Champions League winner, like, like Lewandowski, who's been there for quite a large portion of time now, mm. and has played on other big German teams as well, like Dortmund. Dortmund and yeah. It's cool to see them guys are still hanging around, able to play at such a high level still. Mm-hmm. And then you also have like the younger guys coming through now. So we can talk about guys like Nabry, like Komen, like Alfonso, Alfonso Davies. Davies. They've, um, you've got Goretzka in the midfield. Yeah, they've got like a good crop of... It's a team that like to me where we talk about other teams that got to the, to the quarterfinals or like out of the groups, like... Compared to like a Real Madrid or a Barcelona, where you don't see the progress of like what happens when when Messi finally leaves, when a Ramos finally leaves, when a PK finally leaves, um, when a Modric finally leaves, there is good young talent in that team, yeah. in that Bayern team, to keep it going for a few years. And, and I think it doesn't stop at it doesn't stop at just them. I'm not saying they're going to spend all like their their years at Bayern. I'm sure a few of them will eventually could potentially go off and do other stuff in across Europe. But as well as that, like the impact of what they had on their bench was insane. I think, you know, to have Coutinho. Yeah, Coutinho a, on who, the bench. In a, in a, who's a guy who probably right now is fucking unsure. Like he's probably unsure like what's going to happen with his future because he's sort of in a no man's land of, I don't know if he, think, he, he he's probably thinking there's a new manager coming into Barcelona team. Is he going to want me? Is he going to want to keep me back and play me? Am I going to still be considered like... You know, this is a dude who, like, he's... And I think it's unfair to say that you... He was, you know, Bayern... He's won the Champions League with Bayern, right? But in reality, he, the previous year, was in Barcelona and everyone was considering a flop. Yeah. Because he was sort of shoved into a role that didn't fit Yeah, that's, that's, that's the weird... It's a weird conundrum with the Coutinho situation at Barcelona... Because it's funny enough, Barcelona have to actually pay Liverpool five million because Coutinho's actually won a Champions League, which is a bit of a disappointment for Barcelona. Is you're thinking, okay, he's shipping off to Bayern Munich, get some game time. He has he's had a relatively good season. He hasn't been he, he hasn't been a nailed on starter. I think since Hansi Flick's come in to the equation at Bayern Munich, Thomas Müller has actually adapted that role as. The playmaker. I think it's weird because you look at Mo- uh, Thomas Muller at his age. He just he's just gotten better. Everyone thought he'd be done. Yeah. By this point, and I think that was a lot of them. I think it's like this is what we're talking about with the senior players, where um, Ma- Manuel Neuer for years I think has been under consideration with like the rise of Testegen and even like other like younger keepers keep coming yeah. in through Germany. Like, how long can he hold his first team place in in the Germany side and even maybe in that Bayern side, but. He continues to still like. I mean, last night he was immense with some of the saves. He oh made. yeah, like his positional, his awareness as like. It's it's not it's an it's as I always say it's the knowledge. Some keepers just they have a really good brain. They read the game so well. I see that I see that with Peter Schmeichel, Edwin Van der Star, and you're seeing it with Manuel Neuer now. Where okay, they, they, they people might what say oh he's washed up, but. 
it's like a confidence thing, isn't he's, it? It's a calmness yeah. to him. Where I feel like he reminds me a lot of like Peter Schmeichel, big imposing well, keeper. I remember. I think he made like one. I can't remember. What he, like there was a point where he made a save in the game, and he just like arms out, like just everything's yeah, cool. He was, like you he know, was he, the old Peter Schmeichel. He looked physical, and yeah. like he kind of like you know he was so calm. Like, and you know when you're going against a front three made of Neymar, Di Maria, and Mbappe, yeah, a lot of other keepers would probably be like. Oh boy, this is going to be a it's going to be a tough, tough one. game, yeah. And I think there's a lot of other keepers who don't exude that like mm. that sort of level of confidence and professionalism. Yeah. And then yeah, you compare like even a guy like Boateng who, I mean yeah, he got injured in midway through, but it's cool to see him still make it to a final and keep playing because he's been someone who I think everyone's curious as to what's going to happen with him with. Injuries and that, like. Well, yeah. The thing, the thing is, even Bayern Munich, you think, you think a centre back. Who have you got as centre back? You've got Jerome Boateng still hanging in there. Nicolas Sule, who's a fucking beast. He's a big beast. He's David Alaba has actually transformed his position. It's into wild centre back because I think. And I, you, and I'm glad Alaba's doing as well as he is because I think it's it's cool that it's allowed Davies the sort of opportunity to get into that team more because he's amazing at that. Arguably the best fullback in the world right now. Or left back at least. Yeah, I'd I'd say I'd say he is one of the I'd I'd say he's really good, but you but can, you I'd, compare it to the English lads, right? Who have come through and have gotten a lot of praise recently, like Trent and Chilwell and stuff like that. Good, and I think the difference is right. Davies beats him on the fact that defensively he's just that slight touch better. Because I mean, Trent he's getting there. Chilwell, I think, and this is what we meant, where. With Chilwell, it's like my criticism. Trent, tr- the problem with Trent, I don't, I don't think Trent, Trent and Alfonso Davies, they aren't the finished article just yet. That's what people don't understand. They're not the finished article just yet. But you know who actually is the finished article, and he actually saying that he actually doesn't play that position often as much. It's Joshua Kimmich. Yeah, Kimmich right was back. amazing. He has been there for so long. He kept. Um, he kept Neymar at bay. Yeah. He, he, you see the lovely, the cross. The cross to set up Coman. That was beautiful. What proper fullback style? What like. a cross! Like the like it was beautiful. Weighted. Coman didn't actually have to move. I was he, happy Coman got the winner actually. Yeah, I've a lad who's had a lot of criticism on him. Yeah, well, yeah, Which is, I think it's unfair when you're well, like twenty four. Yeah, but as uh, my criticism to him is when people say he's won twenty trophies. Yeah, you won at Juventus and Bayern Munich. You look at his goal output. He doesn't actually start every game. And plus, they've got Leroy Sane, so Sane coming into it so, can be a yeah, curiosity. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. What happens to him? He's you, he's going to be second fiddle to Sane. So if he was that good, as I say, don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic player, fantastic young player. He's got really talented, but injuries have got on got onto him. I know, yeah. I know, he's had a few bad injuries, and sometimes his consistency. I personally. Which, feel with that but it's still we are, that happens with a lot of players like we've talked about um uh Dembele for Barca like how he could he had that all this potential in the world to be like a great winger and injuries are sort of like slow it happens sometimes unfortunately you just get derailed and your heights don't get well listen Cameron's the same age as me I'm 24 years old and my my as I said my only issue with Coman is could he go to a team like Manchester United and be and change that team? Which I personally think he won't be. No. I think him I think 
at Bayern Munich, he's solid. At Juventus, he's solid. You're in winning teams. But if you go somewhere like Man United and you're supposed to be the difference maker, is Coman going to be a difference maker? That That's my issue. That's why I don't rate Coman in the bracket of a Sancho and all these other players. Because Sane, I think Sane, if Sane come to Man United, Sane would make a difference. So would Gnabry. Sane's a weird one because he's definitely like... Him going to Bayern, I think he you know, he wanted to move back to Germany and sort yeah. of play in a Bayern team where he knew he was going to get game time. And I think with the issue, he was like my example last season as like a lad for like for every guy who does well under Pep, like De Bruyne shining, um, like like Sterling kind of hitting this newfound form. There's almost always the opposite where there's people who I don't want to say get forgotten, but they don't like how Pep manages and does stuff. And Sane was that where you yeah. could see, he looked he looked fed up. I mm. he, he didn't look like he particularly. And we've heard, I mean, I've heard different stuff, man. I heard there was like a lot of it's his attitude as well. That's why he wasn't on the Germany squad. That's why he weren't really hitting the city squad. He's got a bit of a. Do you think that's why he wanted to move to Bayern Munich? Because if you're playing at Bayern Munich, you know you're going to be playing in the Germany squad, and that I think that could possibly want to be one of his dreams. Maybe he's a guy who, for as good as he is, I feel he was always sort of like I don't want to say we forgot about him, but like he he was always like. Uh, off the bench kind of sub player, and we know, and we know Pep like Pep has done that with younger players. Like takes his time getting them involved in the team. Phil Foden would be the the current example of slowly getting him ready for the first team. And I think now it's all like where we've seen him more often. We're thinking, okay, Foden's really ready now. Yeah. With Sane, for me, it's definitely a situation. I think he was just he didn't want to be a bench player. Nah. He, he didn't want to be an impact sub. He wants to be starting. He wants to be winning stuff as a first team player. Yeah, and I think you can do that at Bayern. You can definitely like get a Bundesliga. You could definitely make yourself into a Germany squad if it like shows. It, but you know, we, we could see potentially more of the same from Sane. He could just be like. I think I think I think Sane 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 in that team Sane will will thrive in that team. I think I think he will he will thrive. He, he thrived at City. He thrived at sea. Every time I saw Sane play, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ! Yeah, when he t- when he had the opportunity to play, he was amazing. Yeah, he's, an, he's one of the he's he's an he's, you look at this player and you think, yeah, man, this this kid's electric. I think it says as well though. We knew last year, well, like, like last year, at the beginning of the season, he was then looking at the Bayern mute move. There was a yeah. the rumor of him going. Yeah. Through. Well, that was the one I remember. Like, and I don't really want to read too much into it, but. Pep made him start in the was it the Community Shield? Yeah, and he got injured. Yeah, he got injured, and at the time there was the rumor he was to go for a medical for um, he was going for a medical with Bayern Munich, and I remember him limping off the pitch, and I think you can't you kind of see him just give like Pep a look like I don't want to say it was like a dirty look, but it looked like a dirty look where it was almost like you know don't fucking have me play most of the season when I want to leave you fucking make me play and play and I get fucking yeah. my. I'm I'm out now for like how many? He's been out for a long fucking part of the season. He has pretty much a year. But if you think of it, if the restart hadn't happened, we probably wouldn't have like. He wouldn't have played. No, well, we didn't play. I mean, no. he was he was on the bench a few times. We saw him in the we saw him training and warming up with the city lads. But then pretty much we like I think like, I think I remember watching seeing him on the TV. I was like, oh shit, so next fit again. And then I think a couple of days later, it was like, yeah, he's moved to buy. Yeah, moved to buy. And I was like, oh fuck me. Yeah, it it it's, it'll be exciting to see that. Um, I actually do owe um, my boy Lewandowski an apology. I think. Are you ready to admit he's a weldy? A weldy now. I've always thought he's a weldy. 
I've always thought that. I don't, I, he's he's yeah, he's in, he's inching closer to that. You'd think he's one of the great greatest players of all time. I think he's got the potential now as. Ooh. I mean, def- well, he's won the Champions League. Yeah, he's won the Champions League. He's won dominated much every single Bundesliga. Yeah. Since he's been at Bayern Munich, and I think so. now it's a situation of he will another Champions League. Oh yeah, I think, I think the Champions League's on his resume. And he's gonna, I think, he's gonna say, he's, I think he's gonna easily say that top scorer. Oh yeah, now, 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 now. Actually, I do owe everyone apology. Um, he's my boy, Polish. He's got actually, he's Polish, and you know, he's got the same birthday as my dad. Really? Yeah. So, and my dad's Polish. So he, we, my dad did come to me because me, my dad, and my brother have always had that notion of Lewandowski. He's like, fantastic player, world class player, but you would never put him in that bracket of Messi and Ronaldo. Because he hasn't won it. He hasn't been the vocal point of that team. Now, he's won the Champions League. We look at it in a different light. And me and my dad, we looked at each other. It's like, Lewandowski played really, really well. You think in the modern era, like I guess like from the 2010s onwards... Yeah, he's, it's, he's it's, it's him and Suarez. And him and consistently Suarez one of the best strikers in the world. Yeah, him and Suarez have been two consistent players. Suarez in that Barcelona team, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he held Liverpool on his back. That year, Liverpool under Brevin, Brendan Rodgers. It was a front three was of really it was a front three of Suarez, Neymar, and Messi. Oh no, I mean in, in the Liverpool team. Oh yeah, it was Sterling, Sterling, Suarez, Sterling, and Sturridge. And, and you know what I mean? That ain't. I mean, we're not talking Raheem Sterling now for City. We're talking fresh out of the Liverpool academy. Fucking Raheem Sterling. He weren't. He wasn't the Sterling of today. And Sturridge has always been a what if in football for me. I feel like he. Everyone thought he had the potential. And again, injuries and stuff have kind of not. Uh, well, I mean, well, he was fucking playing in Turkey the last time I think I heard. Yeah, yeah, Turkey. You know what I mean? This is a guy who was who, the fools kind of come fast and everything like that. Suarez was the focal point of that team, and I think you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a shame they didn't really win anything when they had him at that form. Yeah. And when he goes to Barcelona, joins the greatest front three of all time, and just bullied, bullied like European football. I have a question. Go on. What what is next for PSG? Well, because they've made the final for the first time in their club's history. They've spent, I think they spent nearly four hundred million on two players. Right. What is next for them? Neymar. Well, once Neymar's done drying his eyes, because I'm sure he's yeah. still fucking in tears. Yeah. As <laughs> usual. Fucking hell. Yeah. Personally, I think there's still a lot of chance in that PSG team to keep growing. Yeah. They have. They, it's not like they can't. They don't have money to spend. Uh, they're going to need to replace Thiago Silva definitely. Well, yeah. Saying that, I've just Thiago Silva has actually confirmed to be going to Chelsea next season. Yeah, which I think for a year contract, they it's far two year contract. Two year contract. Yeah. They need a they need a leading centre yeah. back in that team, and he is a leader. Yep. he's a veteran of that PSG he's, team. He's, I, he still to, looks good. He to me defines. Because I think with the thing with like a lot of the PSG lads and stuff like that, they've all ever come from other places, had success in other teams. So like Di Maria with Real Madrid, uh, Neymar with Barcelona, and Bappe. I don't think PSG is his stopping ground, and he had no. like, And I think with with Silva, he had that stint in Italy. But I always feel like he's been in that PSG team for like seven th- years th- now or something th- like that I think he something was ridiculous there. I think he was there when the takeover happened so yeah. I think he's been there from 2012 he's done a really long career there. eight years pretty much of just being yeah. like the focal like, oh he's just standard. that yeah he's just been that 
that go-to centre back, probably the first name. Of the he's not the only real person I could see like as a tr- true and true PSG but, leader and player. But do you, do you think that they need a new manager, PSG? Do they? Do you think that PSG are happy with Thomas Tuchel? I think they are, but the, I think the problem is with any with any of them sort of managers at that level, you can have great domestic success, yeah. which he's had great domestic success. Mm. At the same time, I think, you know, Emery had decent domestic success with fucking... PSG. And you've got to, like, at one point... A club of that magnitude, it's almost like... And I think the same goes for, like, any team like Bayern, Barca, Real Madrid. Domestic isn't enough anymore. No. You need to dominate Europe. Yeah. There's such a high boundary and level of, like, once you've been there and sort of dominated for so long like Barca and uh, Barca's had a fucking horrendous season oh, even, yeah. even though Real Madrid won the league it's still not going to be enough to them nah. Bayern have done Hansi um, Flick. Flick has done fucking phenomenal with what like this year as far as like one of the most dominating Bayern seasons of all time I think at this point yeah because they were uh, they were a bit stale under Niko Kovac like I P- remember P- PSG's a standard though I think sorry to interrupt yeah, but PSG's no a standard of like you need that. You you kind of, I think the man the managers now think they they're gonna they're gonna want someone who's like a definite winner. Yeah, a definite like Be- will lead you to Europe. Because the thing because the, the thing is at the moment you're looking you've got you've got Pochettino still on the market who Pochettino is actually a former PSG player. Yeah, and has actually taken a Tottenham side who that year they went to the Champions League final they didn't spend a penny. You gotta look at that. This is the thing with that Tottenham side. Like they, that was like the height of the top, of his run of Tottenham. Like just a Champions League final, mm. third, third place finish in the league, in the Prem. I think it's just a situation with. Um, I mean, we talked about it before with Poch. I think he did. He's always been like a quality manager, and he's really. I, I've always wanted to see him come to a big, a big like club that can spend the money because I think it would be a. He's proven he can do it on the frugal side of things, not having to spend. I'd love to see what happens if you gave him, like... Cash. Well, like, I mean, you look at, like, a PSG, like... Could you imagine, like, him, like, with that PSG team? Oh. Like, that front three. He, yeah, yeah. He had a front three of, like, Kane, Son, and Mora, which yeah. is good, don't get me wrong, but... It's not... It's not a, it's not a level that PSG are at at the moment. You've got, like... Neymar, who's won the Champions League before. Mm-hmm. Di Maria, who I believe... Did he win it with Real Madrid? Yeah, he's won it before. Yeah, and then you have Neymar, who's a World Cup winner. No, Neymar. Bam- and Bappe. Bappe, yeah. Bappe, who's a World he's, Cup winner. You've got a lot of pedigree and you've got a lot of cash at your disposal. Another person they could be talking is Max Allegri, the uh, former Juventus manager. And mm. I don't know. I'd, I'd say if I... I'd think... They'd probably keep Tuchel. I I think it'd be. Yeah, he's got. I'd think it'd be stupid. I think it would be stupid to get rid of him because this is the furthest PSG have got. Albeit they did have an easier road to the final. He's always had good runs in. I always think. I think he always sort of he's had good runs before. I think you know he got to the quarters last the year before where we. um, Yeah, but you know. But you know, I mean, it's one of them that wasn't even like a full. Neymar was injured. Cavani, I think, wasn't fully fit. They didn't have like. and Bappe and Di Maria were playing. Yeah, but it's still worth uh, yeah. me. I, yeah, that's a weird one, really. But I, I just look say, at, I look at it and I just think, a guy like Poch... It makes sense. He may not Poch... have won anything, 
but he fucking got really far with like a lesser, I think a less quality side personally. No, I think I love, I like that. I love that Tottenham team. They're yeah. really good. But PSG's got like three or four certified worldies in that team. Oh yeah, they've got world class players. And, and I look at, I just look at like Poch where it's like he's done it in a more competitive fucking league, like the Prem. Yeah. And like he gave he gave some fucking good games to like a lot of them top teams like City like Liverpool. And I look at like you know he beat you know he beat like you know to come back against City and beat City, come back against um, Ajax beating Ajax. Uh, the Liverpool final was unlucky and everything like that, but you know I just think it was like he could have. It's almost a shame, like when you saw how it ended and how it derailed the next season with Poch. But I'd love to see him do it with a team like PSG. Yeah, because I think he is. It's not. I know you. You like mine's like, oh fuck me. You know he's the, the money club PSG. But Poch is one of the few managers I think actually deserves to have some fucking big successes. Yeah, he deserves a trophy because he's like you know. I think everyone liked Poch. I think with um Pep and guys like Pep and Mourinho, you always sort of have your your biases towards them and Klopp right now it's sort of like people like him but I think it's more there's, it's like everyone's turning against that Liverpool team now cause yeah after they've won it yeah they, it's people like Poch I think I think, I think yeah, everyone's always had respect for Poch for yeah he, yeah yeah what no, he's done yeah I, 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 I agree with you there um, but I, I just think I'd think if PSG want to make that move, they'll have to make it move now, really. Which I, I don't think they. As I said, I think they should keep Turkle because what he's he's won he's won Ligon, he's won the domestic domestic stuff in Paris, in France. He got him to a Champions League final. Why ruin I think what T- you've got? Tuchel's done really well, and I think the benefit for him right now is that he's not gonna just like get sacked unless something disastrous goes wrong yeah and it's like you've got you got I mean you got to like potentially plan for the future you know if like Mbappe decides like after next year I want to go somewhere else he's going to need to like you know they're going to need to sort of think about that and everything like that that um, Neymar, I think he's got for a well because he can't really. No, Neymar is in a situation now because of the money that they spent on him. He can't really go anywhere because no. no one's going to pay no. out for Neymar. No, and Mbappe will probably be a similar thing actually if he unless he well, unless he unless he lets his contract run. Well, out. I think I think with Mbappe, I think that I think they'll be a bit more lenient to Mbappe in selling him because they know he's young, and then they they know he wants to move on to somewhere else because a player that talented if he's what 21 22 yeah you can't you can't keep him on the leash really it's what we did to Ronaldo when we sold Ronaldo listen Ronaldo was before his prime he's won he's won everything to, he, you could possibly do in England for Manchester United at the time and Sir Alex Ferguson said yeah we'll let you go if the money's right we'll let you go Right, and that's what I think PSG have to do with Mbappe. We talked about it before with the, the Ronaldo one, where I think he was a guy of like he had the standards. He, he had he had the high the high standard of like wanting to keep being successful, and he. And I get like I think this as well. Like with Ronaldo, you look at him and how he's moved different clubs. I do feel he's someone who always looks for the challenge. Yeah, he did it with United. He did everything with fucking Real Madrid. He is now trying to do that with Juventus. I don't know. 
because the, 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 this is the only thing is like time will eventually catch up I think and he will him and Messi right now it's a situation where when we talked we talked about it. it was the first time we didn't have um one Messi of them Ronaldo final no or, well in the semis or anything like that yeah and I think it's almost like you don't want to say it's the end of an era but I think we're now got to look at like who is the next big yeah, that 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 big stars of the of the of the of football. That's yeah, you've you've hit the nail on the head now. You know, you know, you it's sort of, sort of coming to an end of an era with two dominant stars like Messi and Ronaldo. Which, funny enough, the Ballon d'Or isn't. I've talked about it with, I've talked about it with them teams as well. Where you look at like the Real Madrid team right now, they don't feel like a Galactico Real Madrid nah, team. They, they feel don't. a bit like a team who's they feel they feel like they feel like a like a second third place Premier League side. Yes, really, and the Barca team, the era of oh, that looks like, Ma- looks like Man United two years few years. Yeah, the, the era of MSN. It's generally just a situation where it's like, yeah, like United, where we we had a team that got old, and we didn't think uh, far ahead to the future. Really, no, no, which and I think you, was a shame. Like we never, really, and I think as well, it's like the people they have brought in to try and rebuild and stuff like that. They haven't worked. It hasn't worked, no. Well, they haven't catered for him. I, I, I laugh at the fact that you pay all this money for people like Coutinho and Griezmann. Griezmann and because they couldn't gel with Messi, it's automatically like, well, they're, they're, they're write-offs. Yeah. And it's it's, 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 it's a flabbergasting because like, I, I love Messi. Mm-hmm. He's a great, you know, you can't say he's not one of the greatest fucking players of all time. Nah. But no. you have to think, like, he ain't going to be there forever. Suarez is not going to be there forever. Suarez, recently... Suarez, Suarez I the, reckon, for, is going. For all the praise we made of Suarez, and I think he is one of the greatest strikers of all time, right now he looks like a broken... It don't look like... You know, this ain't Suarez who dominated with Liverpool. This ain't Suarez who was this great Barcelona striker banging in worldies and stuff like that. This is just a guy who's sort of in the last of his... He's on his last legs, yeah. I think, as far as a competitive yeah. La Liga player. Yeah, European player. Yeah, you, you you see that against Bayern Munich, where he's just lost. He's never had pace, but he lost. He he's got no pace. Just the instinct isn't there as much. You can tell he's getting injured, but it's an end of an era. But the biggest question is looking to next year. Who do you think's going to be there next year in the Champions League wise? Because you look at Bayern Munich and you think Bayern Munich are going to be solid for. The next three or four years, guarantee it. Then you got a Liverpool side who they don't work. They after how they went out, yeah, they're, they're gonna want to come back stronger. They want to come back. There's stronger. a lot of teams now where I think PSG got really close. They're gonna want to go for it again. Yep. Um, that Man City team. Man City or Pep's on already a hunt. got. Well, Pep's already got the wheels turning to rebuild that team to full strength and everything like that. And I think this. He's re- he's replacing players. That's what he didn't do last year. He didn't replace company, which they finally replaced company. If getting Ake in, right? They replaced Sane, getting Torres in. So they are they are improving. They are thinking what went wrong last year is what we're going to make good now. Pep's one of them. With, it's one of them with Pep where I feel he does sometimes think. I think it's like his. This will be his last chance, though. Yeah, it's he does. Be. I don't see him. It's going to be one of them, I think, where like he, he's going to want to... like Because this is like his worst season with City. A Carabao Cup is not what 
you don't he's that's not, not, not that's not a pep fucking season you know what i mean a carabao no, cup like that's no. that'd be like you know back in the day when like fergie went quiet during the dominant eras of like chelsea and, and chelsea stuff like, and, Arsenal, and everyone would be yeah. like well, we want we want, we want like the carlin cup it's like it's not the same you don't go out to win carlin cups it's not the same that's no. just like you add that so you say i dominate domestically yeah you, but, and even then but, it's, but like, it's not even you dominated domestically like you losing to arsenal in the semi-finals is embarrassing you you're so far off of the Liverpool. FA, yeah. FA Cup. It is it is it's embarrassing, and then you get knocked out against Leon in the Champions League when you should be winning. Then Leon were an un- like they they were the underdog team, and you should be yeah. The city be, re- the city team really should bat. Yeah, they should be battering them, and it's it's going back to square one, which I Pep Guardiola is probably just sitting there. Those think, would be my four, I think, to have a good run at it. Liverpool, City. Bayern PSG, Bayern. Oh, well, I, hopefully. I mean, the, the two, I mean, to be fair, Barca seems to have the wheels turning with a new manager. And I Koeman, think yeah. But I, 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 just, I just think they'll they'll get to the quarterfinals and then they'll come again, up against the team which is which is there. Like I think what, I would, what I'd like, though, is that, that Barca team, We like we said before, they've got, they've got fucking class in that team. If they do decide to keep Coutinho, which I think they do, they have and they, to, and they play fucking Coutinho in his fucking role. role in the midfield. You have a fucking player to replace, like an Asian yeah. midfield. Yeah, you then just got to work out like how to fit Griezmann in where you want Griezmann. Well, well, Griezmann should be the fucking striker. Like, yeah, make no, him that's, a striker. What, that's what Kuman said. Kuman, I, I, I read an article earlier. He said, "I'm playing Griezmann in his proper position, which is not. He's not a winger. He's a striker, and." That could be quite dangerous with Messi, him and Messi. It depends on what what formation they're going to do, because Kuman Kuman is was a former Barcelona player when Barcelona had Johan Cruyff, who bar who he pretty much changed that Barcelona. You team. mean the thing with Kuman is like people forget he kind of dominated the uh, the Eredivisie. Well, yeah, and but the thing is, he he actually got the Dutch team to where they are now. Yeah, he's a good fucking manager. Yeah, and I think good... I think as well. I love the idea of like he's on that team uh, as a like ex Barcelona player during the Dream Team era. Yeah, played with Pep in that yeah. side. Yeah, and he's also brought in uh, Henrik Larsson. Yeah, who and, is... uh, Larsson had a good stint. I think he's always Larsson's one of them players. Like we, uh, I think Celtic fans appreciate him the most, but he's always had good little cups of like like cups of coffee in certain teams like the Barca team like Man United he had like you know it was cool to have Henrik Larsson in all these different sides and shit like that even if he didn't necessarily get him in his prime and everything he always yeah he played he played a lot two guys who know the system yeah been in that fucking Barca team they probably have a, they have a, probably a better idea of how it works than most do yeah this is the age of former players actually becoming managers of their their former nice. teams. I think it's nice to see that because I think it's just a situation where well, it buys. I've I've made the argument right. Sometimes it's almost like because fans get critical of random fucking managers coming in and just sort of not doing a job. Yeah. It's like like sorry for Chelsea. Yeah. It was fucking. It just didn't work. No. It just didn't work. And, and then the team was sort of. You lose your star man in Hazard. Yeah. And you call, you got a transfer van. Yeah, and you bring in... Anyone else comes in, they're going to be under mad criticism. Yeah. Frank's Lampard in. coming in is kind of a smarter move because I feel like... You know, he's super frank, man. But Chelsea fans, yeah. he's like, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea's golden boy. They ain't going to fucking hate on 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 uh, him. Mm. Solskjaer to United was because it's like, well, we've gone through... 
Moyes and two fucking weldies in the Van Gaal and Mourinho as far as management yeah. didn't work out. Let the fucking club legend well, take the job. And it buys him time. That's, but that's, it buys you time. That's what pisses me off, really. Like, we we have some people who are very negative to Solskjaer. And I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, listen, right? We've had pa- managers who are brilliant tacticians. Van Gaal, innova- his innovative tactics... World class, right? You've got Holland to a, a third place in a World Cup, right? They smashed Spain. They played really well. And then you have Jose Mourinho. Jose's Mourinho. Look at his record. He has won everything anywhere he, he's, he's been. Yeah, he's won everything. Uh, but He won a fucking yeah, Champions League with Porto. But, yeah. But the and this weren't like, you know... But the thing but the thing is, they haven't, they haven't done anything to Man United. They're still the same, like, underachieving team. I think with... Ollie, the thing for me was it's, it's just like, bring, it's just bring it's just bringing that feel good. that feel good factor to the club which Man United needed because they were in such it's, when he come in they were in such dire need of bringing that feel good factor back to the club. Don't get me wrong, it won't last forever. No, it the won't. It won't. Is, we're we're yeah. well past the honeymoon period. Already. Yeah, he just, he just has to prove it. He has to. I, I think, think it, and I think even if he doesn't win anything, stays there for like another. If he only goes on for another year or I two, th- I think he. Just, I think personally, he'll leave in a better place. They should. They should see out his contract. That I think they got the next two years. You, this. This is. I think you got. You can't sack him midway through the season. You got to think. Okay, these are the next two years. We're gonna look. We're gonna look at a, a self-assess Ollie, and then we're gonna. And then we're gonna have a manager that we are thinking about bringing in just in case Oli doesn't do the job because that's the thing we as it sorry sorry for the fans who are not I'm not man united fans we're going to have a little bit of row but we just the, the united united need to find who is going to replace Oli uh, what what style are we going for are we going to get someone like Oli are we going to get a tactician are we going to get someone who wants to change the whole philosophy of the club I think the danger this was the danger right when we've had these the, the format the managers that have come in since Fergie right yeah what, what the problem was was they didn't play that United style of football Moyes to a degree everyone thought was going to be the closest he just didn't take advantage he tried running the club of the United size like Everton yeah which it, is didn't a lot. it didn't work and then you know Van Howe he plays a very particular way sideways passing and all that shit Marino you always knew was going to be very defensive which just it's just not a style thing for United it's not and even now like we're only now just sort of starting to see like Ollie bringing in his crop of guys that he yeah. wants in the team we're still we're still seeing fucking lads who have hung around from Van Gaal's era and fucking Mourinho's era still in the team yeah, yeah. and it's just like you know you kind of I know fair do you not you know you can't get everyone and you got to come into a job expecting like well, these, this is my, you know, I guess this is the team I'm taking over. Yeah. But, you know, Oli also, he, he was like, well, you know, he, he's he's now getting the guys he wants in and turning it into a team that he can morph into an effective team. I think, you know, the current attacking options has gotten way better. Yeah. I feel like there's good, really, once we, if we proper tighten out that defence, a few extra depth players here and there, you're on to something. Maybe... Ollie won't win anything with them. No. Um, but he's got a good chance to what, get better, get better. What do you think Chelsea's chances in the Champions League are going to be next year? Because Chelsea, Chelsea have already won the summer. 
Chelsea, the players they're bringing in, you've brought in Timo Werner already, you've brought in Hakim Ziyech already. Now I'm hearing news you get in Thiago Silva, right? Chilwell's on his way. And then I've just seen today your Kai, Kai Havertz in the team. Whoa, mama. I f- that is, they've won the summer already. I think for me, though, right, that attack now is fucking naughty. That is naughty. But that defence is still not Well, there, he, uh, that's, that's the thing. You might, get... you might you might you might be shrewd with that signing with with Thiago Silva, but the thing is, it's the same with Man United when Zlatan come in. Like I know he's old. I know he was the same age as Thiago Silva at the time when they brought him in, right? But he brings that much needed experience to that Chelsea team, which they have been needing that experience for a while. I think for me, it's just a situation with the Chelsea side. They got like. I get where they're going with it. I think Frank has a very particular way he wants to play. I think Chilwell, while going forward, is very good. I still think he can be. He has shown himself to be a bit suspect defensively yeah, at times. Yeah. Did, didn't have a great season defensively. I thought there were several times in big games he got exposed, especially he's, against he's like young. against like a Liverpool and stuff like that. He looked a bit he's like shaky, and then the injury happened. Mm. Hopefully, that's something that he can work on. And like, like you said, I think for as good as Silver is, he's older. And also, who are you going to put him with? Ru- Rudiger would be the first option for me. Yeah. But then it's also like Zuma and Christensen, who Maybe I don't think... Tamore, are... if Tamore keeps fit. Tamore's... Mm. Yeah, Tamore's hanging about. A very a very athletic uh, centre-back. It depends how they work it, really. But I think Frank will give him credit. Him and Jody Hamilton, they seem to know what they want in that team. Jody Morris, yeah. Morris, Jody, that's Jody, Jody Morris. Morris. Jody Hamilton. Jody, fucking Jody Hamilton. <laughs> Jody Morris, fucking yeah. had a brain they, moment. Yeah, they, they, are, they are improving and it's, it's nice to see Chelsea improving. It's not, It'll be nice to see Man United. Hopefully they'll improve, but Chelsea already look like they've definitely improved. Or even under Arsenal, under Arteta, yeah, are trying to be frugal just, and work stuff out. There's yeah. definitely a thing of like coaches now... I've got a style of play they want. Well, to I think play. they got time. Yeah, and I think yeah. the, I think this is the issue, right? Mourinho van Gaal, there was always going to be the standard around him where it's like three years to win it, and if you don't do it, you don't. You're fucked. You don't have time anymore to like. People forget Fergie when he first came into that United team. He had like a couple of really dodgy seasons to start, and it was almost like it didn't really click until probably like his fuck what. Sixth, fifth or sixth year in charge I want to say like, it, it took him a fucking long time before we got to the era of like Fergie cementing himself in that team and then you know yeah I think you know to have the, the weird once in a lifetime generation of players like the class of 92 coming through yeah but you know we're ne- you're never going to get that again nah nah you, it's, it'll be it's, it'll be impossible people comparing like the current crop of guys coming through like well Gomez didn't do the thing because he's going He's gone to Lille. Yeah, Greenwood's yeah. a world deal, given that, but he's still young. He's still young. You don't and want to put the pressure onto him. Williams has shown potential. I personally don't think he's on Shaw's level still. I think Shaw, when he's fit, yeah, Shaw's Shaw's. He's ma- still one of the amazing. best left backs in England. Yeah, amazing. he still has. He can. He he works well with Rashford on that left hand side. They have that good connectivity, which I think just have great because they had the time playing together. Yeah, and people forget defensively. He's had some like I remember when we played. Fucking Liverpool last year in the one-one. I think it was. Was it one-one or nil-nil? It was. Might be nil-nil. And I remember we had four players. So it was like Herrera goes down injured. Matter went injured. 
Lingard they brought on who was still hurt from the previous match. And he got injured. Got injured. Rashford yeah. was walking around with a bum fucking leg most of that match because we just <laughs> ran out of subs. Yeah, he was mad. Shaw fucking pretty much kept Salah quiet. At bay, yeah. And it was one of them where it's like, thank fuck he did. Because if he was, you know, I don't think Brandon would have done the job like that this year. He's, yeah, he's still learning his trade, Brandon Williams. Shaw, like, sure. Shaw can do it at yeah. times. He does still have it in him. And I think, yeah. you know, that's this, this thing with all these young proper talents coming through in in the Chelsea size and everything like that. Arsenal have shown some great academy prospects. Yep. Yes, sometimes their hands have been fucking... Tied behind their back. And they got to fucking play... They've got to play, yeah. Play the young academy lads. But I'll give it credit. Like, it's... There's been people who have... Like, Saka has proven to be a fucking great player. Greenwood's proven to be a great player. That Billy Gilmore for Chelsea has some fa- fantastic some couple of... So there's definitely... Yeah, they've got they've, uh, these te- these teams have got talent. Um, Compared to like a say what we talk about when we look at like the Spanish sides. Yeah, Barca haven't really brought anyone through academy wise in. Uh, no, they've got as I say they've got like Anthony Fatty looks looks a decent player. If he gets um, game time, if he gets game time, which it, it'd be hard to try and get him game time, which he has actually had game time this season. Uh, there's a guy called Poogie. Poogie looks. I've heard some things, rumours that he's actually a bit of a. He's a really good player. Well, look at like even well, Real Madrid have never had like a real academy, academy, academy. They've always no, sort of brought yeah, in the best. Yeah, like I talked about Rodrigo and Vinicius, where it's like they, everyone's like, well, they're young players coming through in Real Madrid. I'm like, yeah, they fucking they're them Brazilian, from Brazilian. Yeah. Like, you know, and the I, days I, you know, of Raul and Casillas is not. Yeah, it's not. They're not. They don't. Raul really... technically wasn't. Original Real Madrid. Oh, really? He yeah. So I watched um, love the Derby Day series on Copa Nani. I watched the it was about the Madrid Derby. Yeah. And Atletico, well, Atletico's old fucking president. Don't can't remember his fucking name. He was a fucking nut job, right? Yeah. Like literally just this corrupt as fuck businessman. And he said during this time the Atletico Academy is like it's costing us too much fucking money. Might as well get rid of it. What? So he just got rid of the fucking entire Atletico Academy. And there's all these Atletico players, like yeah. kids. Yeah. Have nowhere to go. One of them goes to Real Madrid. That's Raul, isn't it? Raul he was Atletico's Academy's like highest scorer. And then Real Madrid were like, we'll, just, we'll take him. We'll take him, yeah. And then you had their highest goal scorer until Ronaldo broke that record. You know what I mean? It was like... Fucking hell. Yeah, you know what I mean? It was embarrassing. It, was, it sounds... Uh, so even this is what I mean. Real Madrid have always sort of like scouted the best around in Spain. Uh, all these like European lads and shit like that. Yeah. They never really... Because that was the whole point of the Galactico model was like, we bring in the best from around the fucking world and that's how we build our team. Mm. That was the idea of Galacticos, like out of these world fucking like players and shit. So... Superstars. Yeah. So if you we are going back on the Champions League notion, if you're looking at the, the, the teams we've said that could be on it next year, you've got Bayern Munich, PSG, Liverpool, Man City, I personally think Chelsea could be could be up there next year. Do you think there's any other team that could be competing for the Champions League? Um like any any like like a wild card team you think, oof, they they'd be they they could be on it. I'd love to see that Atlanta go far further again. Yeah, I think that they they sort of what they did with that team was well they they were only, what they were only five minutes from going through. Imagine that, and it would have been a great story. This team that doesn't cost nowhere near as much as their star player in Neymar. Yeah, 
beating the fucking superstar worldy team. Mm. This group of fucking lads, you know, we talked about like you look at the state of that team, man. They're like fucking. They're like a oh bless you. That's all right, thank you. They're like an older like more journeyman looking team and stuff like that. It'd be cool to see them do it again. I don't. I'm trying to think of anyone who really I think would do it, do it on mm. that level. Um, like I think Dortmund could be there. Dortmund, maybe, maybe. Dortmund, as I say, Dortmund have got a, a fantastic striker in Haaland. Jaden Sancho, we 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 spoke about Jaden Sancho a few times on this podcast. If he stays, I think he'll probably stay. I don't. I don't think. I don't think any. I think the only team that are interested in it are Man United, and Man United are being Man United and. What not? And it's going if it does happen, it's gonna be like last minute. Last minute, but I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Dortmund are a team to sell it without a backup. Like it, just, it's, it just that doesn't seem like Dortmund style. Well, they've got that um, Julian Brandt now coming. Julian through. Brandt, yeah, He's Julian Brandt's good. there. You got Torgan Hazard. You uh, got Guerrero. Ra- is his name? Ra- uh, Rafael Guerrero. Yeah. He's yeah. still there. Then you've still got. Then you've got. Um, Dortmund very Rainer, much Rainer, that Rainer yes. coming through which Rainer I reckon Rainer is going to get a lot of game time Dor- Dortmund very Bellingham. much Dortmund very much feel like the well we're Bellingham now coming through as a young kid but I think with the thing with Dortmund it always just feels like this is the problem with Dortmund at times they bring in compared to Bayern who have like best of Germany pretty much they've always taken the best team players from Germany and Europe to strengthen their side Dortmund I will say their fucking scouting is fucking quality and they have great young academy like kids coming through their team Problem is, is then they get fucking raided. They always, and it's like you. And I think that's the. It's almost like with a lot of these great teams that produce young, like like the Ajax team, right? Yeah, they're never going to keep uh, well, hold of their players. You know, you might, and you might have a good run with them, like one year, like that Ajax team last year. They got to the semi-finals, but then the issue is, you're eventually going to like run the well dry of like, fuck, we've run out of players. We've run out of young academy kids to fucking put yeah, out. Yeah, like, man. You know, De Ligt and De Jong moved on. Yeah. The Van der Beek looks like he's going. Ziyech yeah. is gone. gone. They've, they've, and you know, you eventually just run out of players that you can, you know, keep bring. When you lose so many good worldy like once in a generation talents, you kind of like, you know, it was like you know people mistake. I always think that was the mistake with the United team. One good class made everyone think the United Academy is fucking stunning, right? Yeah. And reality, I really think it comes down more to like. There was a good crop of lads who came in, had great leaders around them, turned them into a good world-class team. After that, you know, we didn't. We, we saw people pop in here and there, like West Brown, Welbeck, Welbeck, um, Cleverly, yeah, Lingard nowadays. But you know, there was like a lot of people who came in, got forgotten, or didn't last long. There is, you know, you don't. We we didn't we didn't see like another great. Well, like generational crop no, come you, through. You, you, we haven't. I don't, I don't think. I don't think any academy will. can. No, I don't think there's any team in the world nowadays that really have that Ajax team mm. with M three was like the last real one that I thought. Yeah, had a but as crop. you say, De Jong, De Jong, they bought from Willem, Willem, mm. Willem, 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 yeah, Willem. So he's not like an academy player. Um, Van der Beek, I think he's about twenty three. Ziyech was from somewhere else as well, weren't yeah, he? Yeah, Ziyech's Moroccan, but... Yeah, yeah you know, I know, but you know what I mean? Even, like, I think we do romanticise the class of 92 a lot. For for as good as Skulls, Neville, Giggs were, and Beckham, I love Nicky Butt, I love Phil Neville. Gary Neville. Well, Phil as well. Yeah. Phil, Phil and 
Nicky were like bench players. Yeah, they were. They they played well. They, I love them. Yeah. I feel like you know Nicky Bart had that great run in the Champions League game in the Champions League final. Yep. Phil was always almost always like for solid. You could shove him into roles when you needed him. But I don't think anyone was put them on the despite being in that class. Yeah, they wouldn't put him. You wouldn't put them with Beckham and Giggs and shit and Skulls. You you, you know they weren't like the, the the height, the highest of highs with them with them compared to them them boys. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Gary went on to like be a great club captain, great, you know, hard working right back. It's just one of them I look at it and I think and this is it nowadays. Academy it's it's almost like you don't have time anymore. No. These academy kids are so fucking struggling because it's like you could be a great academy player. Yeah. But then they'll also be like, Well, there's this fuck like, you know, come through the academy, do great in the under twenty threes, but then they'll be like thinking, Fuck me, I'm this is my chance to get on the first chance team. To shine. And it's like, Well, we just bought this kid from Across the fucking pond, and he's already he's, ready. He's, yeah, he's ready. S- sorry, mate. Yeah, he's, he's he's only a year older than you. It's like it's like Gomez had this problem. And I don't blame him for wanting to go and play football. No, I don't. I would never. He wanted game time. Yeah, he didn't want to be stuck in an under twenty three squad because I think even now some people struggle through with that. Chong is a kid who's apparently he's on dominated the under twenty threes. Yeah, you look at him in that first team, and it's almost like he's in this weird state of like. Too good for the under-23s. Yeah. But you can't... You're not ready yet. No. And it's like, where, what, what does he do in this situation? Yeah. Without, like, going on loan, I don't really see him having... Well, yeah, glad he's actually on loan to Werder Bremen now. Yeah. So it's, it'll give him, give him, give him the time. chance, man. you got to, like... I think this is it. I think we're going to see more... More pl- man, pl- man players going out and loan. I think that should be the way it should always yeah, be done. It should, it should be, mate. If, if, you, should if, be. You don't have, if you don't want to, like, stuff out your under-23 side with, like, and let guys go stale... Mm. You know, because I think this is where everyone I've watched like so many podcasts with people talking about youth football and that. Yeah, 18s are still really competitive, apparently. Yeah, because the under 18s, it's a lot of young lads who still want to prove themselves coming through. The issue with the under 23s is, yeah, you might still have some real good talent, but then there's also like clear cut people who aren't good enough for the first team in the under 23 squad. Going back to the old tradition of like. Reserve team is the reserves for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and I don't know. I think it'll be it's going to be a different era with most of these players. They're going to probably adopt the Chelsea model where they take a load of players online and see if they actually can. And then they disappear into the never. Yeah, hopefully you never fucking hear of them again. Hopefully, but yeah, it's 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 going to be an exciting season next year. Mm. Um, I think we've got a lot of stuff. For the podcast next year, yeah, I think it's going to be more exciting. We'll be back with a yeah, so a little wrap off, I guess. Now to preface, we'll be back next episode talking about the first fixtures of the Prem. Yeah, kind of just going what we're going to think about them and everything like that. And I think you know probably may discuss Nations League, and then we'll be sort of essentially just getting prepped for like the beginning of the Prem again. Yeah. Community Shield next week. Yeah, be a good as, one. as I say, if, what, is it twelfth of September? It comes back, so we we're not that far off. No. I think next we well next Monday is the last day of the month. I think mm-hmm. so. It's we've got an exciting time coming up, and I'm looking forward to this new season, yeah, man. man. I just I just think I just think it's just the wait the wait when we didn't have football on the telly for about three to four months, and now. We crammed it all in, and then now it's a free, brand new season. I think a lot of players and a lot of teams want to revitalise because it's a new season, yeah. and they know, okay, it's fresh, and everyone's going to be fighting. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very uh, interesting. 
yeah, anything you want to plug before we go? Um, Minus the old usual socials and everything. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, just we we're gonna we're gonna for the next season we're actually gonna revamp everything. Um, new logo, new logo, new theme song. We might we we'll probably go on Instagram. We're gonna try and. We're just adapting, as I said, this is the first time we've actually done it face-to-face. After 21 episodes, we've actually managed to meet up with each other, sit down in the same room, which I prefer it, actually, to be honest. It's been it's nice. So, it's so much easier seeing your face yeah. when you're talking about this. I know what instead you mean. Of like, look, just talking to you through, through a Discord. So it is nice, but as I say, we are the podcast is going to be improving next year hopefully maybe by the end of the next year we might be doing these podcasts on youtube depending if we want to show our faces to the world i think yeah without no makeup makeup people and hair people i think it'll be interesting it'll be fun it'll be fun i'm still enjoying doing the podcast yeah man definitely so you got anything to plug uh no you've said most of it i think on like the revamp and future episodes what the plan is yeah i'm kind of hoping that we can do it on a regular schedule of focusing on the prem yeah that's Um, the main you know keeping up on like talking more in depth like like on specific matches and events and stuff like that yeah which i think we've done before like i remember i'm like the tottenham arsenal discussion we had was a real good one yeah so hopefully we can do more like that yeah have like games of the week we yeah yeah you know we'll just talk about like the two televised matches yeah the 12 30 and the uh, 5 30 yeah, or even the sunday game yeah sunday games but yeah um do you want to uh, end it yeah so remember to follow us on facebook at left back on the bench podcast uh on twitter on at left yeah. you know this one more than i do left back on the b2 that's it and also check us out on all the podcast channels on spotify apple podcasts anchor and Google Podcasts. Yeah, many more. Uh, I have been your host for today, Charlie Cullen. Lucas, thank you for joining me as always. No worries, brother. Uh, We've been left back on the Bench Podcast, and we'll see you later. Peace.